You are listening to Shining Star Community Church, English Ministries Sunday Message. Please visit us at www.shiningstar.life. You know, one thing I've realized being in this D.C., Nova area, and I think any kind of major city that uh, I've been to, is that people on the surface, they're, they, they're very happy. They laugh a lot. They enjoy life. But underneath, there's this really deep sadness. And you know, Jesus, he says in this Bible that, he says, I can change you so completely that on the surface, that there may still be some sadness. That's the inevitability of life. But underneath that, I will change you so much that there will be this deep, everlasting joy in your life. But for us, it's really hard to understand that. And for many of us, we don't understand that. And so for us, we try to heal ourselves or we try to fix ourselves with every method. And we try to find fulfillment and we try to find satisfaction and all of these things, but they always leave us empty. You know, uh, my professor, he used this one illustration. And he said, if you take a rod and, and it's bent, he said, there's two ways of fixing this rod. He said, the first way is by using your hands and just really doing your very best to make it as straight as possible. And he said that it could probably work, that if you put as much exertion as possible, that it could probably be straight. And people, when they look at it, they probably won't know that it was bent. But they said that for you, you'll know that structurally, there's something that was compromised there that is not as strong as it was before. And that possibly the next time it bends, that it'll break. But if you put it in a fire and you wait until it starts to glow, and in that fire, that's where you're able to shape it. And that's where you're able to make it stronger than ever before. You know, for us, we've, we've been bent by so many things. We've been bent by so many people. And for you, you can change yourself. You can bend yourself back by doing behavior modification, by changing your lifestyle, by changing the way you behave. Or you can put your heart in the fire of the one who made you. You see, God is the one who made you. And what happens is that you experience him. And when you experience him, you begin to glow inside, and there will be this softness that appears. And when you're shaped by that experience, man, that's when you get transformed. That's what happens when you get changed. In this passage here, there's this man named Nicodemus. And for him, he's achieved everything in this world that you could probably offer. He was the highest of the high. He was, he was the Pharisee. He, he, he did all these things. And yet, still, even in that, he's searching for something. 
Because for him, he's followed all the rules and he has achieved all the success that you could achieve. And yet for him, something still feels empty. Yet for him, something still feels a little off. And so he goes up to Jesus and he asks this question. He says, what can I do to not feel this way? What can I do to not feel this emptiness inside of me? And Jesus, he gives this really simple response. He says, you need to be born again. You need to be born again. Isn't that a weird phrase? You need to be born again. But what's interesting is that a chapter later, in chapter 4, Jesus, he meets this woman. And this woman, he says the same thing. He says, you also need to be born again. And what's interesting is that this woman was the exact opposite of Nicodemus. That if he achieved everything that you could in this world, she was the one who was ruined. She was the one who sinned. She was the one who did terrible thing after terrible thing after terrible thing. And yet Jesus calls them both. For us, it doesn't matter how successful you are. And it doesn't matter how terrible you've been. Everyone, according to God, is at the same level. We come to God as equals. We all need to be born again. But what does this mean? What does it really mean to be born again? You know, babies, they don't help out when they get born, right? They don't, they don't, they, they're not the ones pushing themselves out, right? Sorry for saying that. <laughs> uh, so they don't do that. They, they don't get born when they plan to get born. They don't get born because they want to get born. They, the mother is the one who gives birth, right? When we're born again, it means that we receive something that we personally can never earn. When we are born again, it means that we are given something that we can never achieve on our own terms. Because for us, we try everything we can to find joy in this world. And for us, we do everything we can to cover our mistakes. But Jesus says the only way that you will be saved is through what he's done. That's the only way. What's going to transform your life is to have faith in what Jesus Christ has done for you. And that's what we believe. That that is the only way that there is no amount of work, that there is no amount of accomplishments, that there's nothing in your life that will ever be able to send you to heaven, that will ever let you be saved. And it's only through the work of Jesus Christ. And so the question becomes now, what did Jesus do? You know, back to the baby illustration. When a baby is being born, right, <laughs> there's a lot of screaming, right? There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of difficulty. But babies are not being born through their pain and labor. They're brought into the world by the pain and labor of their mothers. You know, right now, we, we don't have a good conception of, of how it was back then because we have different types of medicines and we have, really, uh, we have hospitals and we have all these different types of things. But when Jesus was talking about being born again, 
Back then, birth was extremely dangerous. This was a time when no one was born into this world unless someone loves you enough to not only experience pain and suffering, but also to put their life on the line. You know, many people back then were born through the death of their mother. Many people back then only had life because their mother died. Jesus says, I want you to have a new life. But it's only through the pain and suffering of someone else. Someone who didn't just risk their life, but gave their life. This someone died on the cross for you so that you could live again. You know, in John chapter 16, Jesus is talking about his death. And he says something kind of strange, something interesting. He says, a woman giving birth has pain because her hour has come. But when her baby is born, her anguish turns to joy. You know, when Jesus, when he talks about his death, it's called his hour. My hour has not yet come, he tells his mother. The hour has come for me to be lifted on high. For Jesus, he knew that he was going to die for you. He knew that he would experience a terrible death. But for him, he knew that it would be worth it. Because when he died, he knew that it would give you life. That when he died, it would give you a new start. That for him, in his pain and in his suffering, he was okay with it. That even in the worst of pains, he was okay because he knew that for him, that he would be able to give you a new start. He would be able to give you a new life. He would be able to give you this born again experience. And so that's the gospel. That's it. That's, that's all it is. Because there is no condemnation for you who believe and trust in Jesus Christ. There's none. Your sins, your past, the worst things that you have done can never separate you from the love of God. God's acceptance of you is not based on your past, it's based on the past of Jesus Christ. It's not based on your performance. It's not based on your abilities. It's based purely on Jesus. And so that means that you can never be separated from Jesus. That's why it's only through faith in him that we will find what we're looking for. And if you don't, then you know what? You will be like that metal rod that bends again and again. And you're going to try so hard to bend it back straight, to bend it back straight. But as time goes on, brothers and sisters, it gets weaker. Don't you feel tired? Don't you feel weak? And there will be a time in the future when that bar can break. But when you believe in what Jesus Christ has done for you, that he died on the cross for your sins, for our sins. 
and that he rose again, defeating death, then your, your life will be transformed. Your life will be completely transformed. But it has to be your choice. It has to be your choice in what you want to do. And it's scary because you're saying, if I believe in what Jesus Christ did and I ask that God would transform my life, then you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. Because for me, I've always just bent it back on my own. I've always just tried my very best to, to go back straight. But for the first time, I don't know if I can really throw that into the fire. If I can really be transformed in that way, I don't know if I can take that leap. But that's called faith. And that's our choice. And that's the choice that you're going to have to make. You know, I'm going to end with this. C.S. Lewis, he, he's one of my favorite authors. He wrote uh, The Chronicles of Narnia. And there's this other book he wrote called Mere Christianity. And in this book, at the very end, at the very end, he says this one quote. He says, the principle runs through all life from top to bottom. Give up yourself and you will find your real self. Lose your life and you will save it. Submit to death, death of your ambitions and favorite wishes every day and death of your whole body in the end. Submit with every fiber of your being and you will find eternal life. Keep back nothing. Nothing that you have not given away will ever be really yours. Nothing in you that has not died will ever be raised from the dead. Look for yourself and you will find in the long run only hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, ruin, and decay. But look for Christ and you will find him, and with him, everything else thrown in. Let's pray. I want us just to take a couple minutes just to reflect on what you heard, that this is the gospel story, that this is it. There's nothing more complicated than this. There's nothing more difficult than this. This is the gospel. And yet through this gospel, Robin's life was completely changed. Through this gospel, my life was completely changed. And through this gospel, there will be people here that you meet that have been completely changed, that their lives were transformed. And it's because of what Jesus did. Is because of what he's done for you. That for him, he was willing to sacrifice everything. That the God of the universe was willing to come down to earth to die a terrible death so that you could have life. So that you could continue to live. So that you could be born again. That is what God is offering you today. That is what God wants for you right now.
And so right now, brothers and sisters, as you continue to look down, as you continue to pray, if this is something that you believe to be true, if this is something that you say, yes, this is, this is what I believe, if there's something tugging in your heart right now, that this gospel message, it transforms lives. It has transformed the lives of people that I know it has transformed my life. And it can and it will transform yours. And if this is something that you believe, that Jesus Christ came down to earth, that he died a death for you, and that he rose again, defeating death, then I ask for you just to simply put your hand over your heart. Just put your hand over your heart. That's all I ask. If this is what you want, if this is truly what you desire, because you're going to have to make a choice, let that choice be today. Let that choice be now. God, I want to pray over my brothers and sisters today who have their hands over their hearts. For these brothers and sisters who may not have heard the gospel before, I pray that these words would penetrate into the very depths of who they are. That this would completely reshape their identity. That they are no longer belong to this world. That their satisfaction, that their fulfillment is no longer found here in this place but God is found completely in what you have done. God, you have done everything. And so Lord, I pray that we would trust upon your work, that you have died and rose again, and that because of that, we can believe in you. And because of that, we can trust in you. And God, that empty feeling that we have, it is no more when we love and trust in you. God, the, the gospel transforms our life from the inside out. You transform our lives from the inside out. And we give you all the praise for that. Continue to pray.